Hello, hello, and welcome to My Tennis Journey, where we aim to bring compelling tennis stories to life. As you're listening today, it'd be amazing if you could hit subscribe or follow. It's free, you know. So they say you are what you eat. And when it comes to tennis, I think it's maybe even more important. You are what you eat when you compete. And, um, you know, it's something I've wanted to do a podcast on for quite a while is tennis and nutrition. I think it's fair to say my wife, Becky, she she makes very, very healthy meals, but maybe I'm not quite so good at it. And quite a lot of the time, what our children are eating before a tournament, at a tournament, after a tournament, well, that falls on me. Now, am I getting it right or am I getting it horribly wrong? This is what I want to find out. This is what we're going to find out today. Today's guest is called Milen Petipa. And Milen is really passionate about tennis and nutrition. Uh, that became clear to me, actually, when I was uh, looking at her, her Instagram. She posed the question, what affects my tennis and training the most? And the answer is food, because food affects every part of our body from head to toe. So Milen is very kindly going to kind of give me some feedback on what I'm doing in terms of giving the children the food for tennis and also come up with suggestions herself. So welcome to the show, Milen Petipa. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's uh, it's an absolute pleasure. It's it's one of those where I think I'm on um, podcast number, I think this is podcast number 75, something like that. It's in its 70s. And, you know, I think we've covered so many things, yet we haven't covered nutrition at all. And obviously, obviously what you eat is 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 so important um you know how how did your passion for nutrition and tennis come about oh well first of all it's uh it's surprisingly a subject not a lot of people have been talking about so i'm really glad to be here to share a little bit more um the quick backstory is uh, i struggled a lot in college with my nutrition my playing um i just basically had you know a lot of eating disordered or disordered eating bad relationships with food you know, body dysmorphia, things like that. And um, didn't know it was a problem at the time. Unfortunately, my tennis suffered because of it. And um, like a lot of other players, you know, I would be told what to do. And I was like, well, look at me, I'm athletic and I'm <laughs> a really good player. But I also was struggling so much and just was kind of blind to getting feedback. And it wasn't until years after that I hired a coach and started learning like how many calories I should be eating and had someone help me start eating more and fueling properly. And all of a sudden, a lot of these issues I had with my emotions and my, you know, body dysmorphia and how I felt and how I was playing and my energy levels and my sleep and my stress and all these things that I was struggling with started to just dissipate because I was finally eating more and gaining confidence and playing better. Even when I wasn't really competing anymore, I would show up and play. So um, it basically came from that. It came from a really dark place and then going back and interviewing people and seeing that they actually had the same problems. And most of them just had no clue that it was because they were lacking the very, you know, basic, just lacking having the right amount of food and maybe the proper types of food to help them with all of these aspects off the court and on the court. So that's kind of where it came from, honestly. It's amazing that in a way that it, you know, it came from a dark place, but hopefully you can illuminate others. And I think that's one of the great things about it because it, you know, I think that 
it's like as a tennis parent and I guess we get a lot of tennis parents listening and I know that tennis parents will really think about nutrition and what their players are eating and what they're drinking but there's not an awful lot out there in terms of specific guidance in terms of you know what you should be doing and one of the things I'm really excited about today is is chatting to you about what I feed our children you know we have three children who compete we've got Ned who's nine we've got Stanley who's 12 we've got Phoebe who's 15 and you know for each of these guys they're, they're, they're competing you know most weekends one of them is competing and I have these set things that I give to them and I really have no idea whether I'm getting zero out of 10 10 out of 10 for what I'm giving so for me and I hope for the other tennis parents who are listening um I hope that it's going to be illuminating so yeah thank you so much for coming on and talking to us about these things of course. And it's funny that you say that because I think that's the biggest thing for parents who are listening is at the end of the day, in a lot of ways, there is no right answer, right? I think that's the thing that people hate to hear. But I do want to say that although I'm here to give some specifics that are going to be some pretty much can't go wrong options outside of if someone has an allergy or, you know, a certain thing that like they genuinely just can't eat, like oats will probably be something we talk about. Some people just can't eat oats, right? So I might give some options or at least a baseline of what what is a category where you can find foods that fit with those kind of, um, you know, subject matters. But um, yeah, that's the thing. Like some people come out of the head of the woodworks and say, you have to eat this and you can't eat this during match play. But it's like, that doesn't apply to everyone. So it's better to at least give some guidance so you can make choices that at least fit with that and work for you guys. But I know for parents that can be a struggle and also what's going to be easy to prep and bring and what's accessible. So we're going to talk about that today. Like sometimes I'll give options of like, realistically, this is what you're going to have access to. It might not be the quote unquote healthiest stuff, but here are the things that are going to be the best tactics while you're on the court before or after, because that's our reality and that's as parents that's what you have to prep for and the one thing that I love is like I get the feeling that like most things in life I'm not going to waste this um <laughs> and uh, but the great thing is that Milena said that she'll uh, give us some options in an ebook so I think yes. that you know you this this podcast is going to live and live in our house at least because my my approach to the meals that I put together. And to be fair, I think the players are going to like it better. The children are going to like it better because as we'll see, when we get onto the first thing, it's particularly dull. It's very yeah. dull what I give to them, yet they eat it up and uh, and they go with it. But I think you're going to make it so much more exciting. Yeah, yeah. So we, I remember you sent me a little bit of stuff so you can kind of start off with what it is that you had on that list. And then um, I think we already talked about it a little bit before we had some suggestions on how to take it to another step and also thinking about the timing, right? I think that's the biggest thing that we're talking about today is food is important. How much you're eating is super important, which I have some info to on, you know, what kind of how many calories a player should probably think about what they were probably burning. So what they should fuel with. But when you're eating these foods is the biggest thing too, because what you eat and when you eat it are going to highly affect how a player is going to compete. Come on, come on. Well, for starters, so I get up early on the morning of it. If it's a like, a, you know, if it's a, a morning event, I will get up early. Or if it's an afternoon event, this is what the kids will have for lunch. Is <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say this, but basically pre-tournament, I give our children pasta plain pasta and they lap it up and they eat it but it i get that it's so dull so plain pasta what are we thinking about that as a you know before the tournament 
Okay, so again, for the people who are good with pasta, the cool thing is there's tons of different types of pasta. In case, you know, wheat doesn't work, you can go to like garbanzo bean style pasta, black bean pasta. I think it's great, okay? And I, I think that as an athlete and also most sports, we've always been pretty good with like, pastas are a great source the night before, especially a whole wheat because it's a complex carbs. It's something that can digest slowly, be stored as energy, and we can have it stored up for down the road, AKA the next day or hours later. So I think in the morning, if you are the type of person who likes to eat pasta in the morning, some people are like, I need a breakfast food. Some people are like, I can eat anything first thing in the morning. And if your kids like pasta, I think that's great. <laughs> and I think that, um, so I think it's not weird at all. As you know, it's whatever works for you. But the thing that I added to this that we talked about was again, with timing, we still want to make sure we're getting all the nutrients, right? To make sure that basically food works as a puzzle. We need fats, proteins, and carbs. Those are our main sources of energy and nutrients, right? Outside of like the vitamins and minerals. Um, and we need those together to be able to have them actually work in our body to be absorbed. So if you just eat carbs, your body will most likely a digest it quickly, which means that your kids may end up being hungry an hour later because they had nothing to help slow the digestion and, and start, you know, new, having nutrients be absorbed at a slower pace. And also sometimes you might be missing out on absorbing all of those because you don't have as much protein or fats to actually basically enable all of that in your body. Your body needs those things together. So the thing that I would add would be like, if you really like a nice like sauce with your, you know, ground beef or turkey or chicken or whatever it is that is your, you know, tofu, whatever your source of protein is, and then adding maybe some vegetables or having some fruit on the side um, with maybe some fat. So if you're having a little bit of oil, if you like a little bit of cheese, definitely choose what won't upset your stomach. Um, so I would say things like oils or avocado are probably a better option for most people. Um, but yeah, having like a source of fat, source of protein added to that pasta should help it slow digestion so that you have it digesting for a few hours, but it's not sitting in your stomach three hours later while you start your match. And now your energy is stored up and you're still feeling satisfied. You're not hungry and starving right before your match and not sure what to do. I love it. I love it. And I feel like, you know, I love the bit about the puzzle because it's like a jigsaw, isn't it? It's, mm -hmm. and, and it's kind of like I was using the cardboard piece of the jigsaw but the picture on the jigsaw, which like brings it to life, which brings the jigsaw to life, which could bring the meal to life. I don't know why I was going with such a dull because I, I mean, the kids, the kids eat it because I think they think I know what I'm on about. And clearly I don't. So from now on, we're going more interesting. Check out the ebook. I'm sure there's going to be something a bit more interesting in there, isn't there? Yeah. Well, you had step one, right? You had the first step figured out. Can't go wrong with pasta. Now we just have to add to it. And now they're hopefully going to love it more because now you're adding a lot more flavor to it and more food. Maybe they'll enjoy it more. Right. Maybe they love plain pasta. Who knows? I do. Well, they've grown to love it, the amount I've given them, but we're going to change it around. So thank you so much. Um, now, it. I mean, the, the next one that I really, really think about, and I do think about this. I mean, I'm not saying I get it right. Um, and of course we have this kind of, issue here that we have brands and things in the uk that i know you guys don't have in the us but i will kind of describe what it is um is i think very hard about what the children eat at the tournament you know mm. and and i think it's fair to say you see kids eating a wide range of stuff at, at the tournaments you know from from the healthy end all the way through to the sweets and stuff and and all sorts but kind of where where i've got to 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 kind of bring it to life if i go through them kind of one by one is we have these kind of malt loaf bars which are flavored sometimes and uh and our kids seem to really like them um 
I think that's why I'm giving it to them. I'm not sure nutritionally whether it's something that's positive or not. Is a is a malt loaf bar something that is an acceptable at tournament snack? Yeah, so that's a good question. Um, and I think I actually had to Google it and look at the the <laughs> like what the macronutrients were because I I we don't have those in the US or in Canada. Um, but the thing is, at the end of the day, carbs are the way to go during a tournament all day because at the end of the day, protein is difficult to digest. Fat slows your digestion and so does fiber. So basically, if you go with like a healthy quote unquote granola bar that has oats and complex carbohydrates and lots of fat and stuff, those are the things that a lot of parents sometimes go for. But that's actually probably one of the worst decisions that you can make if it's like within 30 minutes or on the court. The reason why is because it's hard to digest. Your kid is not going to be able to have that pass through the stomach. And so therefore, sometimes those kids end up feeling sluggish or have a stomach stomach ache while they're on the court. I think we've all been in that position where we feel crappy because we ate the wrong thing at the wrong time. So something like that malt bar that you gave to me, I think I, I or that you showed me, I looked it up and it looked like it was like, you know, maybe 12 to 20 grams of carbs and like a couple grams of protein. So at the end of the day, that would be a better option tactically. And that's the biggest thing. I'm not here to tell parents, give your kids a bunch of sugar, right? But if that's what you have as an option, if it's like a bag of chips that has 10 grams of fat versus a chocolate bar that has two grams of fat, but like 20 grams of carbs, although it's sugar and might be less quote unquote healthy, tactically, that would be the best option for them to have fast energy and something easily digestible on the court. Um, And then of course, if you have options for fruit, anything that's almost in liquid form. So like coconut milk or a fruit smoothie or something like that, you know, pretzels or crackers that are simple carbohydrates, um, malt bars like that, or chocolate bars, then those would be your best bet. Again, subjective to what that person, you know, enjoys and can digest, but yeah, carbs are your best friend. I'm just, I'm just really pleased. I didn't put granola bars on there. I mean, if I'm being honest, Milan, I have occasionally given them the odd granola bar, but I tell you, my services to tennis parents, my services to tennis parents mean that next time I see a parent giving them the granola bar at the tournament, I say, oh, hey, hang on a minute. I'm not sure you should be doing that. And, uh, yes. I will educate. I will educate in the way. Another one yeah. which is really interesting because it's one that, you know, I really, we is a go-to. We bring it to every tournament is dried mango. And it was mm-hmm. interesting when, when we had our chat because Whilst dried mango works from the the fruit side of it, it, you were saying that it could be something that, you know, maybe causes a few issues in terms of over to your good self. Yeah. So, um, and again, just with the granola bar, again, timing, if it's right after a match, they have an hour to kill. No problem. But in the middle of the court might not be the best thing. Um, But yeah, things like dried mango and dried fruit, again, can be great options. Um, But I think the thing I mentioned with uh, dried mango is, they can be kind of high in fiber. Certain fruits can have a decent amount of fiber. So anything more than five grams per serving. So again, depends on how much you're eating. A couple slices, not a big deal. An entire pack of it might cause not to, an upset stomach. Um, because again, now you have a volume of things that has a lot of fiber that's going to take its time passing through your digestive system, may cause some cramps. And that's the same with a lot of other fruit. Things like watermelon stuff, I love because yeah, you get lots of water and you know they're easy to digest, but they're also a diuretic. There's some stuff in those fruit that make you go to the bathroom and no one likes to be in the middle of a set having to go rush to the bathroom, you know, two, three times in the middle of your match. Right. So it's still like, you got to be mindful on 
kind of how your body reacts. Some people can eat, the, you know, some people can have coffee and there's no problem. Some people have coffee, go to the bathroom within five minutes. So just be mindful of what fruits work for you. Um, but things like bananas, you can't really go wrong with, you know, oranges and stuff, you know, pretty tough to go wrong with. Um, apples for me, they usually give me cramps, but some people love a good apple in the middle of, you know, their, their tournament day, but yeah, dried mango, dried fruit, again, prunes, try to stay away from because they usually make you go to the bathroom but dates and stuff can be great because they're high carbs they're easy to digest they don't take time they don't take space in your stomach too and they taste delicious let's be honest i love fruit so why not have those a medjool date you know we've got a big pack of medjool dates and i don't think i don't think i've ever ever, right that's on the list and they taste gorgeous come on and another one i mean i'm starting to see it i'm starting (laughs) to see the kids turning up and they have these trendy little sachets and what's that they've got there? And it's an energy gel. These these ah. energy gels are getting kind of they're getting them uh, they're out and about. What what are we thinking about an energy gel? Tactically fantastic. You know, again, comes down to majority of your diet probably want to stick to whole foods, but during match day, eating a whole food diet is tough because that stuff takes time to digest. And let's be honest, who's going to eat a salad or go prep that in the middle of the day? No one. So a gel packet is fantastic because they are high amounts of calorie in a tiny little packet, gel form, liquid form, whatever. So super easy to put into your body. It doesn't take space and you're getting energy from it. That's all it is. And again, there's tons of companies. So you can find ones that are lower sugar, higher carbs, lower sugar. You can find some that are higher sugar too. It just depends on you and what you like they do taste have you ever had one they taste a little gross sometimes like it's a lot of you know it's like a thick gel with like a lot of flavor um so if you can stomach it they're great but honestly they're on my list of things to suggest to people because they're just convenient and useful again as a as a tactic to perform well um and have just quick energy a friend of mine so have i ever had one so a friend of mine he's a tennis coach he uh he's associated with a brand of um of energy gel and uh he very kindly sent me like a sample pack i (laughs) loved it i really loved it oh good Um, but they didn't last very long you know i was flying (laughs) i had too much energy i and i know what you're saying well these ones actually tasted really good they were like um they were orange and they were i really liked it but um yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you know, they, they. I guess they're a little bit of an investment, but I, 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 here's an interesting one for you. Say you start in a tournament at, you know, it's a nine o'clock in the morning start. You've travelled ninety minutes to get to this tournament, so you've had an early start. You're not really getting going. You're not really got much of a time to hit before yeah. you start a match, a first round match. You know. Is an energy gel at that point the sort of thing that could just give you that lift to get you going, get you, give you that little, come on, let's have it. A million percent. Yep. That would probably be one of the best things you could take, honestly, um, as far as just what's convenient, what's quick and what's going to give you energy immediately. Cause carbohydrates are the first thing your body wants to use for energy. So if you can get a gel packet that is like 20, 30, 40 grams of carbs, and it's like, you're basically on the court warming up and you just need something absolutely that's that probably a banana would be another best bet like i've mentioned a few times um but yeah like and then anything that's liquid like coconut milk even again i don't love gatorade personally it's full of sugar but for a tennis player that's on the court especially in the middle of summer lots of heat you're sweating like that's the stuff that your body needs because it's using it immediately it's literally burning through it like a wildfire so an energy packet is 
yeah, it's like your body literally needs it in that moment. So you may as well give it. That's a really interesting one as well, because when it comes to liquid, you know, the one thing that I tend to say to the kids pretty much is, is stick to water. I mean, we have, we have different brands over here, but you do get like energy drinks, which don't have caffeine, which do have electrolytes um, in them. So that's, that's the sort of thing you could potentially look at. Yeah. And another investment for electrolytes, if you are the type of person who doesn't want to do, because again, I get it. Like some people want to reduce their sugar or not, not as many processed things. And I get that. I, I don't love processed foods. Like, again, this is more just, if you have access to this stuff, these will be your better options. Cause the best thing is to prep, right. Is can you prep your body ahead of time? So you don't rely on these things so much, but yeah. water, and then go buy yourself a packet of pilled um, electrolytes, right? Or make sure that the foods you eat are like fruits and bananas that have electrolytes in them naturally, because food have electrolytes. That's what they have in them. So choosing the right foods for that. Um, but yeah, if you want to stick to water, you can make your own electrolyte mix with like certain types of sodium and sugars where you have way less of it than a Gatorade, or you can go buy an actual pill of electrolytes and take those pills during your match day so that you're still getting the electrolytes, but sticking to water. Yeah. Milan, this is brilliant. Come on, and everyone, you must check <laughs> out the, the ebook that goes with this for some ideas of the sorts of things you can do. Now <laughs> we may as well talk about processed food because yeah. I've got, I mean, the thing is, tennis tournaments, and you know this, you mm-hmm. know, this, it can be a stressful environment, it can be a beautiful environment, it can be a joyful environment, it can be a sad environment, it can be all these things in one afternoon. And when you get away from it, you're like, I just want to have some fun. I'm going to put the stereo on. I'm going to sing along and we're going to go for takeaway food. So what we tend to do is we go to a drive through of a very well-known restaurant that you find in England, you find in America. I think you probably find in most places in this world. And we have what isn't necessarily what would be considered a particularly healthy meal, quite a lot of fried food, for example. Now, when we go to these drive-thrus, is, is this a bad thing? Is this what we should be doing? What should we be recovering with after that tournament experience? So I'm always going to say this, and this is why I love being a coach, because, um, again, I'm not here to tell you what to do and what I have to do. And there's a time and a place to feed your soul, right? Like, we need to also enjoy life a bit. So I think at this point, it becomes, again, your education, how how you feel you've treated your body and what you're prepared to feel like, right? So the cool thing about getting a burger is technically you do fit fats, carbs, and proteins. And there's nothing wrong with asking for an extra patty or asking for extra chicken on the side or, you know, getting extra protein on things. Um, and then the rest is the calories that your body genuinely needs to recover. You just caused it a lot of damage. You burnt a ton of calories, easily three to 6,000 calories per day during your tournament, depending on the matches you're playing and how much you're sweating, right? So fuel up, you know, is is it going to be the highest quality? Probably not, but you'll at least get one to 2000 calories. So, you know, at the end of the day, you're recovering and replenishing those things to help your muscle repair, help your energy replenish. But I would also say, make sure that maybe right after your match, have a banana and some protein, maybe a protein shake with some carbs because you need carbs and protein to help um, absorb the protein. Have that right after so that you're not feeling sick and starving until you get to the restaurant so that you're satisfied recovering having something that make you feel good and then you get to the restaurant you can make a good choice but yeah i mean look like like i said you have to fuel your soul at some times and if that means having a donut or going and having some fast food like just choose choose when and where you feel it's best but if you want to feel your best maybe you know go a little bit lower on that much and opt for something that's homemade or more whole food that has the nutrients that you actually need. 
So that's all it yeah. is. Like, Come on. And I mean, an interesting one would be, you know, increasingly we're seeing that the children are doing tournaments that run over two days. So it might be the, this weekend, for example, we're at a tournament on a Saturday and a Sunday. So after the Saturday, you know, it's about preparation for the Sunday. This isn't about the celebration. It's about going again, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. when when we get when we get back home, which we would do on this occasion, what what would you be what would you be suggesting, Milan, in terms of like what we should be getting stuck into the night before going again? What what kind of things should we be looking at? Um, so a few things, and I'm actually going to go on a, on a tiny bit of a side subject that still helps this, but um, we want to also manage stress levels, right? Your body is extremely stressed from all that it just did. And you also want to make sure you sleep well. And if you're busy worrying about what's going on, or you're not eating enough, you might have a crappy night of sleep. And just a kind of side thing, people who have insomnia or trouble sleeping are also the type of people who typically don't eat enough or not enough protein. So food consumption heavily affects sleep cycle. So the biggest thing is a replenishing right after and and once again, going for foods that make you feel good. We talked about pasta as the night before thing. Why not do it again on the Saturday before Sunday, right? It's the same concept. You're getting tons of carbohydrates. If you can make it more complex, like a whole wheat carb, even better. Having some fats, proteins to have all your nutrients, all the things you need for muscle recovery, having your body function properly and to slow the digestion, to store that energy for the next day cannot go wrong. Um, and then if you go out to a restaurant or buffet, same thing, just if you're going to have things like a rice bowl with like beans and things like that, just have things that are more complex with lots of protein, with lots of like healthy fats um, and making sure that you're just fueling up, feeling good and then chill in relaxing so your body has a chance to actually digest it, right? Because when you're stressed, you don't digest very well. Have a chance to digest. And I would always say as well on like a training side, make sure you're doing things to help your body feel nice, like stretching, doing a hot tub, some icing if you need to, you know, and getting bed to bed, getting bed to bed early, but make sure you still had a couple hours to digest that food before you hit the hay. So that would be my thing. It's eat a ton of food, but definitely a lot of carbs, fats, and proteins that are hopefully mostly whole food based so that you feel good and energized the next day. Lots of water and electrolytes too, of course, always. Brilliant. Well, I, I know that like the combination of our chat on here and, and the ebook and, and like, it's actually something that I, you know, I genuinely have thought long and hard about, but it's not something that, you know, I feel like I've had the 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 expertise in. So it's been great to chat. But how, how are you? I know, you know, clearly you're, you're based over in, in America, Milen. How, how are you helping people over there with this kind of stuff? But first and foremost, the thing that I always want to say is I'm online, right? Which is a great thing about 2022. Um, I do online coaching and the majority of my clients are online clients. So I have a course, I do, you know, weekly calls, things like that. I actively educate. I try to teach all these tools that people hopefully don't need me one day. They just decide to stay to have some accountability and always learn. Um, and then apart from that, I've actually been meeting up with coaches and I do workshops. So I've done some in person. I've done some online as well on Zoom, um, or I just actively teach people about about these things. And um, when I do my one-on-one -on -one coaching, I have one-on-one -on -one clients. It then becomes subjective. So if someone's coming up to a tournament, I help them figure out what they should be eating. They already have their calories set for themselves. Sometimes we figure out what they need pre or post you know, tournaments. So yeah, but I mostly do everything online and I, and I help people individually as well as I actively teach my groups of people you know, in person and online. Brilliant. Yeah. Come on. We'll, we will obviously, we'll make sure that, um, that we put all the links out there. And um, yeah, as I say, it's been 
it's it's something that I've really really wanted to chat about on on the podcast, and uh, so it's been absolutely great to do that. I mean, I talked about it in the intro um, back to your your Instagram post that I really loved, and um, and it said, you know, what affects my tennis and training the most, and the next image, food, because food affects every part of our body from health from head to toe, and and I think that that's that's the point, isn't it? It's and it, I, I've talked a lot about. I've talked a lot about tournaments because it's something that's really, really relevant to me. And I, lo- I know to a lot of the tennis parents who listen, but this isn't just about preparing for tournaments, is it? It's, it's about the way that you eat on an ongoing basis in order to have a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. So basically I actually have this graph that I've made for my clients um, and it's this big umbrella and at the top it says food. And then there's a person standing underneath it. And I think the basics for, for parents and players who are listening to understand is that if there's anything that you want to change about, you know, say your kid is struggling mentally, they're very negative or they're very nervous or have a lack of confidence, or they keep hitting that forehand a million times over and it's just not getting better, or they're just not getting stronger. Food is the thing that directly affects every single one of those things. First and foremost, it's really hard to use your brain. If you don't even have the energy to use it, it's really hard to gain muscle. If you don't give it enough to even be able to be built up, right? It's hard to have energy on the court and not have your footwork working. If you literally don't have the energy to do that physically. And that all comes from food and your gut is the first thing that affects all of that because your brain, your body is connected to your gut, which means the food is the first thing that affects it. So it's just want to get people to understand that um, if you're ever struggling with something to me and what we're learning about, you know, the vagus nerve, which is the nerve that connects the brain and the gut is everything comes from your gut first, right? It is the root cause to the majority of things, disease, mental health, physical health, sicknesses, performance, all of it. So that's why I'm out here educating because the people who are beating their head against the wall, trying to get better at tennis, who are like on the court five hours a day, maybe the answer is actually to get off the court and only be on there one or two hours a day and spend the rest of your time focusing on what you're eating and how you're getting your body to relax and recover and build. And that might be strength training. That might be sleeping more. That might be eating more. Um, But at the end of the day, like people are burning three to 5,000 calories on average a day as a tennis player. And most of them are eating sub 2000 calories. Sometimes I've had clients eat sub a thousand calories a day. So they're way under eating and starving themselves. So imagine if they're fueling properly, how much better all of these different things, like they probably wouldn't have a lot of these problems. They'd probably be playing better. So that's it. That's what I'm trying to educate on. Also, I forgot to mention, sorry, I'm on Instagram. (laughs) I'm on Instagram. I have Facebook and also I have a website, which I'm sure we'll be posting up for you guys to to come take a look. If you want to give me a follow. For sure. We'll definitely, um, post all those links and yeah certainly on the instagram it's there's some great content on there so yeah come on and then um, yeah fueling properly fueling properly that's what it's all about that's what what i think you know i've learned about in terms of our chats about tournaments and what you know what fuel i'm providing to the to the children fueling properly or you know as part of your everyday life and then um, yeah I, I hope that people have found you know our little chat really useful i hope that they'll find the the little ebook with some ideas in there really useful. I hope this can be the start of something on my tennis journey where we look a bit more into nutrition and and uh, yeah, I'm very grateful that you've you've helped us start that, Milan. So thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on here. I'm so happy to just uh, talk about it, educate it, put out in the world, and 
as you guys know, I'm always available if you have any questions and I'm hoping that I'll even be on here again. We can chat more about stuff to help you guys out. So thank you again. I would love that. I think that what I need to do is change our change our tournament food regime and report back on how it goes. <laughs> yeah, well, you guys will have a free ebook available, so <laughs> you'll be able to start with that. And again, you had some great basics. It's just now can we make it even better? And I'm on that same journey, right? I'm still just, you know, at a certain age, certain level. As we grow, we'll just keep learning and maximizing what works best. So I'm excited for that. Come on. Well, thank you so much for your time and for all your effort you've put into this ebook as well. Very, very much appreciated. So thank you. That's all for today, but thank you very much for listening. And if you enjoyed that, please do hit the subscribe or follow button so you keep up to date with new episodes. And we look forward to welcoming you back to my tennis journey very soon.